Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me today, once again, I'm by myself in the studio, but I do have two great co-hosts, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people. Hey, what's up, people? What's up, Jeremy? What's up, Ricardo? Ricardo. Benavides. Hey, everybody. Say hello. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. Thanks, Brandon, for spoiling the surprise. I guess everybody knew. How did I spoil this? It's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, yeah, how Brandon, uh, Brandon, we have to wish him a happy birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. So big, uh, what, 47? 40, no, all right, sorry, 41. You're just 41. Oh, he's a baby. He's just a baby. A little, little tyke over here. Jeez, man. No, man. I, I mean, it was good. We, uh, I uh, played basketball, which would be my preferred uh, birthday activity. And then, uh, you know, we went to a basketball practice. So all day we're just talking basketball. That, that's very awesome. cool. I know you posted your annual um, video of you dunking. Oh, he just fell off. Anyway, Brandon he just Br- dropped off. Ricardo, yeah. Brandon posted his annual uh, video of himself dunking uh, on YouTube. And he's going to just keep doing that every year on his birthday until he can't do it anymore. And he's like, it's not the prettiest, but I did it or something. And I was like, yeah, you're right, man. It wasn't the prettiest, but congratulations on getting it done again. And uh, his wife was not was was not too happy with me for um, saying that it wasn't a pretty dunk. She was like, "It's very pretty." Well, that little preschool hoop that he nails is very pretty. It really makes it look nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's back here. No, was, he did, not, he did no. the ten foot rim again, and I was yeah. I just, and his wife came at me because I said it wasn't pretty. I'm like, I'm just reiterating what Brandon already said. Like, no, don't come hey, at listen, me. Listen, so. So for those that don't know, I, I just thought it would be kind of fun to just see if I could still put up a dunk every year now that I'm reaching like retirement age here for pro 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 athletes or any athlete really. So I figured once I turned 41, I could, um, you know, get a recording of me dunking. And I don't, I, I was just saying, I don't really do that to, you know, gloat, look at me. I just, um, really do it from a place of gratitude to just kind of be like hey like I'm, I'm really thankful that I'm still able to um, I have my health uh, and you know just play sports and while it's such a frivolous thing it, you know you can really just understand um, how how awesome it is to be able to just still get up there and do those things man it's cool yeah, yeah that's great that's great Brandon you know I was um I can't remember where I read it, um, but it was just last week. I was reading an article about, um, you know, your the you know everybody says you're only as old as you feel, right? Huh. You know, and you know, like there's some people that are 80 that are still out golfing and running and running yeah. marathons and stuff like that, and then other people that are 80 are all you know wheelchair bound and walker bound, what have you, and and they're yep. not mobile because they always say they feel old. But they say if you have if you use your mind to um, live to to uh, what was the article basically said if you 
if you have a mindset that you're not yeah. old and you're still active and you're doing things and you don't think about your age as a limiter, you're basically um, 15 years um, physically younger than your actual chronological age is, which was huge. It was like, and I think it was like out of the, one of the London or New England medical journals or something like that, that they had done this study on a group of people. And it was pretty fascinating. So good for you, Brandon, still trying to be 21. <laughs> I, I agree with the mindset stuff, man. I completely do. And, um, you know, when I was, when I was a kid, you know, I thought 40 was, was this number that was so old. And now that I'm 41, I just, I think I'm just still a big kid, man. I think that's the problem. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost yeah. posted the picture of you uh, holding up your Coolio CD again yesterday, but I was, <laughs> my, uh, my Facebook account got hacked somehow. So anybody who got a Facebook request from me, a friend request from me, don't accept that. That's, uh, you know that only happens to old people right jeremy i know like five it just happened to Mark, uh, my buddy mark rails out in uh pennsylvania you guys, are, you, guys are clicking, you guys are clicking spam links oh god uh, anyway um well hey if you if you could all like rate review share all that good stuff for us we would really appreciate it um, you know, it, it helps us with the, the, the algorithms on uh, Spotify and, and Apple podcasts and whatnot. But uh, yeah, we have a great guest this week, guys, uh, uh, ret our returning champion, uh, Mr. Eric Legrand, who uh, I, I reached out to him when I saw that he was starting a new I, I know he had started a, a coffee shop, a coffee house, a coffee company, essentially, um, not long after we had had him on a few years ago. And uh, now he's starting a whiskey company. And I was just like, man, I got to talk to this guy because, you know, in the interview, I let him know, like, I was like, whiskey and coffee are two of my favorite things, man. So, uh, yeah, I just thought it was would be important to, to hear like how I mean, just I, I think it's so cool that he's starting all these different businesses, um, you know, as a, a, a disabled person, as, you know, a, a black owned businesses like this is it's just cool what he's doing man and and the kind of the message behind especially the coffee shop um with the cup of believe uh things like that and um you know i just i think it, it was it was good to hear from him thought the interview went really well and uh i think maybe we should just get to that and then we can we can talk and, and chat about it a little bit on the other side yeah you know i think it was a great interview and um it all stems true from the mindsets right he has this mindset of never nothing's not impossible and uh just just like we were talking about you know it's it's uh you put your mind to it and you can make it happen and i, I like the way that uh you can wake up with him have coffee and have a nightcap <laughs> so it's all air <laughs> so they got the grand's got you covered uh, yeah but yeah, here we'll uh, yeah we'll get to the interview right here, and we will uh, chat on the other side. This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are super excited to have back with us uh, Eric Legrand, who is a motivational speaker, a spinal cord injury survivor, an entrepreneur. And when I say that, I mean that with every sense of the word. He's the owner of Legrand Coffee House. Uh, shop 52 
co-owner of Legrand Whiskey and the founder of Team Legrand. Eric, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm I was uh, you know, I know right I think right after we talked, we I think we talked like either right before or right after kind of COVID hit and shut everything down um but uh, and uh, right after that it seemed like you you kind of did a bunch a bunch of stuff like you got the Legrand coffee house going uh w- which is awesome and uh yeah just you know how how have you been since the last time we spoke I've been doing well you know just grinding away try to run a 7 day operation obviously that brings a lot of stress to it but the biggest part about it is I'm having a great time doing it so it's all worth it in the end that's awesome that's awesome uh so for anybody who doesn't know your story and hasn't heard the the earlier episode we did can you just give us like a brief i don't want to dive too deep into it but um a little brief overview of like how you were injured and and when that all happened absolutely so i played for Rutgers university i was in my, my junior year and october 16 2010 we were playing at metlife stadium and running down on a kickoff in the fourth quarter of a game with five minutes left and I made a tackle where I put my head down thinking it wasn't going to be an tackle at all. And the crown of my head ended up going into the back of Malcolm Brown, the Army football player's uh, shoulder blade. And I fractured my C3, C4 vertebrae and was paralyzed from the neck down at the time with a very grim prognosis from the doctors afterwards. And it's a journey that I never knew that I would be on. But I'll just tell you, these past 12 years since that injury, it's been a lot of blessings in my life have come my way, even through the struggles and the hard times of dealing with paralysis. But I'll tell you what, I'm blessed to be where I'm at today. Oh, that, that's amazing, man, that, that you have that outlook and that, yeah, that you have been so blessed throughout all this. Um, you know, were you able to, so you're in your junior year of college when this happens. I forget if I asked you on the last uh, podcast that we did, you know, a few years back, but uh, were you able to like go back and get your degree or finish up your degree um, at Rutgers after your injury? I actually did. I actually started taking classes via Skype that January of my after my injury. And I would Skype into a three-hour lecture hall and somebody would email me over the notes and I had to use a software called Dragon Natural Speaking. And I would talk to the computer and go through it and everything. And that's literally how I did my first year and a half of school. And then I have this device that you see hooked up with my cell phone which I was able to start using that and using Microsoft Word on my phone and doing my papers and whatnot. But I'm proud to say I graduated with my degree in labor relations in 2014 from Rutgers University. And still to this day, I say that's probably my biggest accomplishment, especially after everything that happened. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. I'm happy you were able to, to finish that up. And uh, yeah, that, that's incredible. I'm sure that's helping too in some of the, the ventures that you're in now. Um, you know, and I'd already mentioned last time we spoke was right before COVID had hit and you were doing all these different fundraisers uh, along with the Christopher and, uh, Dana Reeve Foundation. Like I know you had a flag football tournament. I think you had just done your first um, cornhole tournament, uh, which was a hilarious video. I'll, I'll link some of I'll link your YouTube page onto our notes so people can go back and watch some of this stuff. But uh you know, I, I also saw you did an event with a kickboxing gym called Punch Out for Paralysis. Um, you know, have you been able to keep this these things going on? I know the I think the Punch Out uh, Paralysis thing was after COVID, but uh, did COVID? You know, how did that ha- did have an effect on on some of your fundraising efforts? 
and things like that. It actually did slow down a little bit when we uh, had to, you know, through the, through the pandemic and weren't able to do as many things in person. Like I haven't done a flag football tournament since uh, 2019, unfortunately. Um, the punch-out paralysis, and we haven't done that since 2019, but I did during a pandemic implement yoga. We had did have a yoga event during the pandemic and we did that. We were able to do it outside and that was a beautiful event. And when with the walk, I have my 5K walk to believe every year. We were able to transition during the pandemic and make it virtually and open it up into the entire world, which was awesome because we always have it at Rutgers University. We have a 5K around campus and people come out. We have a good time. We never did it virtually. The first year we raised almost $200,000, which was our most ever that we've ever raised. And we had all participants from all 52 states and 11 different countries. So that was pretty cool to see. That That's incredible, man. That's really incredible. Uh, you know, I wanted to ask, so I know your, your role model logo, which is R-O-L-L model. I love that. Um, you know, you were, I know you have the shirts and stuff for, with that on it. And then the punch out paralysis, paralysis, these are like amazing slogans, man. I mean, are these all stuff that you've come up with? Uh, I know you, I know, I, I heard you tell the story about the role model, uh, coming up with that one, just kind of in your driveway when you're sitting outside, just thinking about what you could do. Uh, but what about the, the punch out paralysis, man? I hope you came up with that too. Cause that's amazing also. I usually don't give myself too many kudos, but I am good with coming up with like slogans just like that. So a good friend of mine, Nicole Gregg, is she went, goes to the CKO kickboxing gym that we that we uh, do the event with. And she said that they wanted to have an event for me. They wanted to be able to, you know, talk, figure out how we can raise money for the foundation and get everyone involved. And then, well, OK, we're going to have this event. Well, what do you want to call it? And I'm sitting in my head, I'm like thinking paralysis, spinal cord injury. I'm like. Well, the event is punch kick, punch kickbox. I'm like, punch out paralysis. And she goes, oh, my God, that's amazing. And boom, we dropped it like just like that. And we were able to do that event two or three, three years. And now I'm sure we'll bring that back again, back around uh, coming up again next summer. So it should be a lot of fun. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I'm definitely going to fire my marketing team um, for, for the <laughs> no, it's It's just me. I don't I don't have a marketing team, but I should probably fire myself because that's uh, you, you, you're killing it over there, bro. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, it see, man, you've really been kind of taking over the world since since the last time we got to speak. And, uh, you know, I know you, so you already had the team Legrand and the shop 52 uh, endeavors set up but you know now you're venturing into some really cool areas that that i am super interested in uh like so let's let's talk first about the legrand coffee house and um how that came to be i mean i'm sure it's not because you guys don't i'm pretty sure you guys make your own coffee too so like that that can't be an easy thing to set up uh and get get everything figured out for so how, how did that come about man like and i and i heard you don't even drink coffee so like that's there they hadn't drank coffee prior to uh to owning the the coffee shop or starting the coffee shop so they talk about how that came to be for you sure you know it all started during the pandemic when everyone was at going at each other and there was just so much animosity in the world and hate i was trying to figure out how to bring people together yes i had to shop 52 role model shirts but i said how often do people wear a t-shirt, you know, every few weeks or so. So I wanted to figure out how can I put my brand and my inspiration and belief in somebody every single day. 
So I said, what do people want and what do they need? Coffee. And like you just said, Jeremy, I haven't had, I never had a cup of coffee till August of 2020. So then I tried it. I'm like, you know, this stuff is it's not bad at all. It's pretty good. So went on the Yo Google, typed in coffee business advisors, found a great partner of mine, Matt Maletto, out in uh, uh, Portland, Oregon. And he owns his own company, Bellissimo, him and his dad and family. They've been running for 25, 30 years. And I, I started taking courses, educating myself, learning how to source your beans, we're roasting them that whole process and then being able to start selling them at the shop. It was, it was a solid three, four months where I was just learning. And then I was ready to jump into the business in January, 2021, where we were opening up our online store because I wanted to build a brand. I knew I was opening up my brick and mortar, but that was going to take time. And we opened that up in May of 2022, but I wanted to be able to bring that inspiration and motivation to people before that. So we've been selling online since January, 2020, 2021. And I'm proud to say we've uh, sold to all 52 states. And then from there, we went into the brick and mortar. It's been open for six months now. That's, that's just amazing, Eric. Like, uh, what a, what a, a cool thing to, to get involved with. Um, you know, I, I have seen over, you know, cause I've been following you on Instagram and social media for, for since before we uh, did the last podcast. And I, I saw that, um, I guess your coffee is now is, I don't know if it's the official coffee of Rutgers university, um, but I know that they do sell it at the game. So, and then also the, the New Jersey devils uh, NHL hockey team also sells uh, the coffee at their arena. So talk about like, what was the process like of getting uh, your coffee in, into uh, Rutgers and with the New Jersey devils? Yeah. So these are two great partnerships. The first one at Rutgers, uh, Wanted to be able to sell on the concourse and being able to just have our coffee at the stadium. Yes, they have you know deals with like a Dunkin' and stuff. So you know they they still do stuff with them. But they said, yeah, we can have your you know your carts on the on the coffee on the on our on our what you call them just pretty much throughout the mezzanines and everywhere else. So I said, okay, you know what's that whole process? And we were able to create a coffee kiosk and we have two of them, you know, in, in the stadium where we have our employees working during the games and. We're able to sell our coffee to the to the Rutgers football community, which is pretty amazing to see week in and week out. You have your regulars that come and they look forward to it. So that's cool. And then the Devils partnership was actually started three years ago to help support small black businesses to help the growth and the demographics of being able to grow a small black business and bring brand recognition to them as well in areas where people may not have that that access to the marketing and material and being able to get out there. So the Devils you know, dove fully in and wanted to be able to help in those matters. And there was an application that came by my friend Nicole Gregus again. She was at a Devils game with her now fiance and saw all the advertisement about the program throughout the stadium this past February. So she, throughout the arena, I should say, and then she reached out to me and said, Eric, you need to sign up for this when they make the announcement. So this past summer, when they made the announcement again, I just signed up, you know, see where I'll take me, fill out the whole application, see where it went. And coming to find out, I made it to the final four out of 150 applications. Got interviewed in like three different times. And then they surprised me. They told me that they were coming to my shop to check out the place. I'm thinking they're coming in there, you know, to see how it's run, make sure it's efficient, blah, 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 this and that. They came and surprised me with all their executives and the president of the team and told me that I had won. And I was just in shock. It was just insane. And now we sell at the Prudential Center to all their, to all their fans and 
just so many different opportunities have come now from this partnership. It's just truly amazing. That, that's so cool. Um, yeah, I'm, that that's really amazing. So, uh, and I'm sure that's probably going to open up more doors for you as well. Um, you know, moving forward, like if you already have it in, uh, you know, at a, a power five football team has selling it at their stadium and, uh, and the, the New Jersey uh, devils are doing it as well. I mean, that's got a, that like, what a great, like meteoric rise for your coffee, man. This is, this is amazing. So um yeah like what what's the future for you so i know you said you finally and i and i saw the video of you kind of uh like the construction process going on of the brick and mortar store that you guys were building and you said you opened uh in may what's the what's the next step for you i mean you guys have future plans on on opening up more brick and mortar stores or what's yeah what's the future for Legrand coffee house absolutely i mean that's the goal you don't want to be able to open up more and then eventually when they turn it into a franchise where other people are running your store and you and that's you know that's the goals and everything so obviously we have a lot of work to do and then during this time with inflation and the pricing of stuff was just absolutely insane obviously because of the time that we were just living in and the supply chain issues so that obviously played a huge part into you know the delay of this one but now hopefully we can we can see where we're at after a year, see what things are looking like out there. And, you know, there's other people that have approached people already. A lot of times I'm like, listen, I just opened up six months ago. Give me a minute. Give me a minute, guys. Like, So we'll see where, where what the future holds. But I am, you know, pretty confident that we'll have more and more and more. And then hopefully one day it'll be all over the place. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, so like how many different, I guess, roasts of coffee beans do you do you all sell there at LeGrand Coffee House? So at our store, we sell one roast, which is our Brazilian roast that we sell in-house and that we have. But then our on our online store, we have five different roasts and that we also sell in bags, 12-ounce bags that are on our shelf at, at the shop. And that's Brazilian, Colombian, Costa Rican, Guatemalan, and Sumatra. And we those literally come from the farm to our roaster and out to out to the public. So you get a definitely good, different, a good variety of, uh, of, diff- of different roasts that we have and different tastes and hints of certain types of chocolates and fruits out there in the world that all coffee has to offer. Man, for not drinking coffee until 2020, Eric, you sound like a complete uh, genius at all this stuff, man. This is uh, your, your... <laughs> I will not say that. I'm not a genius. I will say I am learning every day, but I this is my life now, so I better know a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, what I, I want to know, I'm curious, you know, because obviously, you know, I've got the, the Live to Walk Again Foundation running that. A lot of it just is online stuff. But being a disabled on top of being a, bu- a small business owner, like that's that's a lot of stress for an able-bodied person and, and a lot of work for them to do. Um, how how is it like affected? Uh, I mean, wh- where's your stress level at on a daily basis? Like compared to to prior to opening the store, um, are you still able to get in uh, workouts and things like that um, on a daily basis? I know you were doing a lot of a lot of uh, physical therapy and stuff um, just wa- from watching some of your YouTube videos uh, a few years ago. I just uh, yeah, I'm curious like as to how much time you have and like how how much more. I guess uh, scheduled your your day has to be to to fit in everything you have to do. Honestly, 
it's stressful because obviously being disabled, we can't do physical things. Like if if my if someone needs to leave or if there's an issue at the shop, I can't just get in my car, fly over to the shop and go fix the issue. I have to rely on a lot of people, my manager, my assistant manager, my family, my friends. This is a full team effort over here. Believe me, this is not just me. You may see my face as the brand, but there's a whole backbone of people that are running this operation that's helping me. And it's not easy. And like when things do go wrong, the stress levels go up because it's like, okay, I can't go over there. Like, who can I call? Like, how can I get somebody over to do this? Or this needs to be fixed. I got to make this call. This person has to get in there and do it. Do I need to be over there? My mom can't drive at night now because of her issues with her eyes. So it's like, you know, do I have to call my aunt? Do I have to call a friend? Like, it's, there's a lot. <laughs> As you said, it's not, it's not always easy, but knowing that, you know, when all the, these opportunities are coming your way and the people are enjoying your product, that's what makes it worth it. You know, all the, st the stress levels and things like that. And thank God. It's not every day, but it's all your numbers in the back of your head. How are you going to keep those doors open? How many people you got to get in through those doors every day? So, yeah, it definitely is uh, it's stressful, but I'm having fun. And then when it comes to workouts, yeah, I'm down to, I, I do it once a week at my house now. Like during the pandemic, everything's like kind of shut down. So I was doing workouts at home anyway. And then once I transitioned to opening up a business, I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it up to Kessler uh, three days a week or twice a week, you know, taking four hours out of your day for traveling, workout, and then traveling back home. So I actually started having a therapist come to my house once a weekend. We try to get it in, you know, as much as we can. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah, we, you know, we talk a lot on the show about uh, the importance of having a good team around you, whether that's family, caregivers, uh, friends, whatever the case may be. But uh, I mean, I think like hearing you talk about that, I mean, yeah, like, with a small business that that team is so much is even that much more important, you know, and it's, it's great that you have a, a team of folks you can, you can depend on out there. So salute yeah, to them. Yeah. yeah, definitely salute to them. Obviously we're always a work in pro progress, you know, everyone's, you know, doesn't do everything perfectly, but you make the best of it. You try to learn from your mistakes and you grow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah. And then Eric, the, the, I think the, when I reached back out to you about coming back on the show, uh, it was when I saw the the post that you had made about the LeGrand whiskey was coming soon. I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of a whiskey connoisseur. Not really, but I, I drink probably too much whiskey from time to time. Uh, so I was like, damn, I was like, how did this come about? Like, these are like two of my favorite things, coffee and whiskey. So um, yeah, we're, we're actually about a lot of people. Uh, people love their coffee and they love their whiskey. I'll find it out, Derby. It's kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, were you like big into whiskey before you decided to start this? Like, where did this thing come from? This is amazing. I feel like in my low, in my younger 20s, I drank whiskey like a champ. Jack Daniels and J-Bo and all that stuff. Like it was like it was water. And then I got older and I just kind of started more enjoying a glass of whiskey, you know, to yeah. toast for like, you know, a celebration or a special moment. And, you know, if I was going to take shots and stuff, it was going to be like tequila, something that goes down real fast, you know. <laughs> But when, if it's something that needs to be celebrated, you need like a glass of whiskey. So actually my business partner, Brian Axelrod, I reached out to him around the same time with the coffee and I ran an idea about him and we kind of moved on it slowly with the with the process of the whiskey. And then last summer we really went full throttle and like, okay, like we got something here. Like 
a lot of people think that someone with a disability can't drink. There's a stigma behind it. And I, I enjoy the finer things in life, plenty of them. So I wanted to be able to, to, you know, throw away that perception and show that, you know, that we can, I can run a whiskey business as well and enjoying this, celebrating the moments that we have in our life, taking a toast because whiskey, you have to be patient with it. It has to be aged. You know, it's, it's, it's a, I feel like a tougher drink, something where you drink to celebrate, something to celebrate a special moment and you raise a glass towards it, you know, and I feel like that's me, you know, that defines who I am in a nutshell. So went with it and here we are with Eric Grand Whiskey launching in 20, in the winter of 2023. No, that's amazing, man. I can't, I can't wait to try some of that. Uh, where, so, I mean, did you, it was a kind of like a similar process then? I mean, I know you said, obviously the, the coffee thing kind of came about quicker, but, um, was it the same process? Like you just came up with the idea, got with your business partner and then just like did a bunch of research on where to, where to have it, um, you know, the, the whiskey made or, uh, produced, I don't know what exactly they call it distilled, I guess. Um, like, yeah, how, how do you get a distiller to start making you whiskey? And is it, um, something like in Kentucky or are you do, doing it up there in New Jersey? Like where, where's it all? How's, how's that all work? Well, you're on the right track. You pretty, you say you may not be, you know, the biggest whiskey guy, so, but you're on the right track there. So I actually need heavily this time on my business partner because he's been in the spirits business for 25 plus years. So I learned it. I, you know, I leaned to him for the education and the knowledge and understanding on how it works. He's worked on brands with Jay-Z and his Douce Cognac and we recently with a proper whiskey with Conor McGregor. So, you know, working, you know, being in that, uh, that high level of the business, he knows his stuff. Yeah. So I've been able to work with him and get a, a firm understand when I have a question or don't understand something, he breaks it down for me. And just, you know, I've learned in the spirits world, there's, you always work with people that have, you work together on one brand and then people go their separates, but they all figure out a way to come back to each other. So he's had a lot of connections that now that we're working with and partners and, you know, when it comes to just the bottling the, uh, for the glass that's being made, the corks, the dimensions, and then, you know, working with the distillery, buying the whiskey, getting the whiskey towards being distilled. And yes, it's coming out of Kentucky because that's the, you ain't going to get any better bourbon in the world in Kentucky. You got to be in Kentucky for that good stuff. So it will be coming from there. And it's a, it was a whole process of learning that, but we're getting there. Our stuff is about to be bottled by the end of this month. Man, that that's so exciting, man. I cannot wait. And so do you guys have like a distribution thing in place? It's going to be like available at BevMo or, or Total Wine and, and more or whatever. I, I don't know. That's what we have out here in Washington state. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like where, where is this going to be available at? Well, originally we wanted to definitely launch it throughout New Jersey and New York and our area. And then we, you know, slowly grow from state to state as we continue to grow the business and, you know, the, the wants of the business. And hopefully we can get a, you know, it's an e-commerce part of it going as well, where we can, you know, sell to different parts of the country. So there's a whole plan being in place for how we're going to get to distribute by the beginning. Definitely you could be, you know, be able to buy, we're working with a distributor out here where we're going to be able to sell it to all the, obviously the liquor stores and the bars in it, in the, you know, this area. So that's the plan. And then we'll continue growing. Hopefully it'll be in your, in your hands soon enough. Yeah. I was going to say, Eric, I don't know what the rules are about sending 
uh, <laughs> across state lines or whatever, but I'm going to need to get my hands on a bottle of that, man, sooner than later. So yeah, there's definitely some rules and regulations around that, but we'll find a way. All right, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, uh, switching back to, to kind of your Rutgers journey, uh, I know, um, coach Greg Shiano, who was kind of a big, uh, you know, he was a, your head coach when you got injured and he, um, I, I've seen some interviews with him where he talked about how he would come and kind of relieve your mom from, um, so she could get some rest and, you know, kind of stay up with you at night while you weren't able to sleep or something or help, help you with whatever you were needing there, which is, I mean, that's, that's like an intimate thing you have to be willing to to allow somebody kind of into your bubble when you have a spinal cord injury right um and and so coach shiano was helping you with with, you know some caregiving stuff after he was done working you know late at night or whatever and and then he got hired on by tampa bay buccaneers um and like i know that they drafted you uh made you an honorary draft pick uh, a member of the team, which is, was so, so cool, man. And then he eventually got fired, but came back to, to Rutgers. And what, what is your relationship with him been since, uh, since that time? Cause I know he's been back for a few years now. I think he got, he might've gotten hired back right after we talked the last time or maybe right before, but um, you know, what, what's your relationship like today with, with coach Shiano and just with the, uh, with the university in general? It's, it's been great. You know, it's kind of went from being my coach and my mentor and somebody I really look, look up to, to one of my friends now. Like I could talk to him like a friend compared to when I was a player for him. And, you know, he was like a father figure in a bunch of our lives, you know, that people that played for him and things of that nature. The, you know, what he said to me when I was a recruit back when I was 2006, when he said that he treats all his players like they're his kids. And there was no better example than you just gave when he was coming up to the hospital after a long day and relieving my mom at 11 p.m. at night, going back home at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning and getting up for practice at 6 a.m. the next day and being there for me, drafting me to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he was down there for two years. And now, you know, I was fighting to get him back at Rutgers and to see what he can try to build here. So, yeah, it's, uh, as you know, it's, it's crazy to see how our relationship went from a player to a mentor in my life to now someone I call a friend. That, that's incredible um do you get up to rucker i don't know if what what direction is from your house i don't know why i said up but do you get uh get out to Rutgers often for football games or uh are you around the team a whole lot i saw i go i work all the games on the radio so uh, home games i'm at every game calling a game on our local radio that we partner with wfan which is throughout new york to the tri-state area which is awesome and then on the away games i do the pre-game halftime and post-game show from my house so yeah, I'm pretty familiar with the team and around those guys. And to be able to be a part of that, that was always a dream of mine, becoming a broadcaster. So love being able to do that for those, you know, those 12 uh, Saturdays you know, in the fall. Man, that that's amazing. That's amazing. I didn't, I am clearly not the best uh, interview interviewer because I did not even pick that up when I, I was trying to go back. No, that's what I do. That's what I, I don't, I don't really put it out there that much. It's something I kind of do as my hobby, so. that's fun man that sounds like the that sounds like the best time ever right there uh yeah it must be is it tough for you because you played at Rutgers like I always wonder that you know you'll watch a a game um on you know on a 
on a Sunday or a Saturday, a college game. And uh, you, you'll see like a player, like maybe like Troy Aikman is calling a Cowboys game. And you can always tell they're a little bit biased towards, towards the Cowboys. Like that's got to be one of the hardest things, especially if you played there. Um, to, you know, talk about that. Is that tough to, to kind of like keep a, whatever, uh, you know, an even keel uh, approach to the game? Let's just say thank God that I work for the Rutgers football radio network. So I can't be biased. Because if not, I don't know what I would do because I'm stressed of all levels and, and I'm commentating on the Rutgers side. And, you know, I focus obviously as a broadcaster, you try to focus on, on the other team as well and, as much, but we are a Rutgers based network. So we're, you know, getting excited for the Rutgers plays. Everyone that's listening to us is mostly a Rutgers fan. So, you know, you, you're able to be, have your little bias moments on there and whatnot as you break it down the game. So that's cool. I'm glad that I get to do that. Oh, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. So um, the the other uh, thing I wanted to ask you about, like Team Legrand and the Shop 52, how have those been been going? Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you only have so much time in the day, right? So you're working on the coffee house, you're working on the whiskey, like, are those still um, pretty prominent in your in your world and your you know in the, the amount of time you have to devote to everything every day shop, yeah shop 52 is more with a power line like t-shirts and hats and hoodies and things like that and i've kind of slowed that down now to focus more on building my coffee brand and my whiskey brand and things of that nature but it's not totally dead like i'll bring that back one day but i kind of just put that on hold to focus on this other stuff and the foundation yeah that's always still in the forefront because our goal is to find a cure for paralysis so we're still looking at ways to involve. Yesterday, we had a stressful time as well when it comes to fundraising and raising money for, for our cause. But no, that's still still at the forefront for me and still going hard with having those events that we talked about earlier in the in the segment and can't wait to be able to continue to grow Team LeGrand. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. And I see you've got um, – I'm not sure if that's a LeGrand Coffeehouse uh, sweatshirt you're wearing there or uh, – Legrand uh, whiskey, but um, are those? Do you have a? Uh, do you have merchandise for both of those available now? We have merchandise right now for our coffee house. We don't have any for our sh- our whiskey yet. Don't worry, we're gonna have some nice swag coming out for that. But can't wait. Right now, this is just strictly the coffee house and whatnot. So okay, and where can you uh, find the coffee house uh, uh, merchandise at? You go to legrandcoffeehouse.com. That's L E G r-a-n-d.com you'll be able to work it out through there and we'll be ready to serve you your daily cups of believe or if you just want to represent our swag and be a part of our brand just check us out anywhere at Legrand coffee house that's awesome the daily cup of believe that's the other thing i wanted to ask you about was that another one of your uh your mm-hmm. your pun your taglines eric so like you're you're the man bro i love this i gotta start picking your brain on on uh, getting yeah. getting some better slogans for the live to walk again here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when it came to it, it was always just about okay, what what the what was the reason why I came up with this brand and what do we want to do with it? And our slogan was we want to bring unity to the community with a daily cup of belief, bring all people together, all different walks of life, disability, ethnic background, and bring them all together into the Grand Coffee House and give serve them up their daily cups of belief, which is the word believe has been my motto. It's my injury, so tying it all together. Wow, that's beautiful, Eric. I love it, man. I do. 
Uh, well, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show again. I, I appreciate you, man. I'm going to definitely figure out a way to get a bottle of that whiskey when uh, you guys start selling it in the next couple months here. And um, yeah, why don't you, uh, do you want to give out um, your, your other, like your socials and your, your uh, website and everything? Sure. Follow me at Eric Legrand 52. That's E-R-I-C-L-E-G-R-A-N-D. And also my website, ericlegrand52.com, man. Just be a part of our Believe Moment. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'll definitely post all the uh, all the social media links and the website on the the uh, show notes, and we'll go from there, man. I appreciate you, Eric. I appreciate your time, too. Thank you for having me. Yep, thank you, man. All right. Thank you again to Eric Legrand for coming on the show. Uh, great he's just a great guy man you, you can just tell um just getting to chat with him and that's the first time uh, i've interviewed him on zoom so first time we got to be face to face which was cool we uh you know chopped it up for a while and and yeah i just i mean i think everything he touches kind of turns to gold it seems like man with and, and his ideas like he's got the with the uh the slogans yeah yeah the slogans yeah. and the role model and uh punch out paralysis i was like god damn this guy is good yeah he he really had me uh um kind of juiced up to get get some of these fundraisers going jeremy i know man i told you brandon i called you the other day after i was watching back some of his uh fundraiser stuff and he had the cornhole tournament i was like man that's like the that would be the easiest thing to put on mm. um i mean not easy none of this stuff's easy but um like that's like a pretty well, the barrier of entry is not very costly. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. It's not cost prohibitive. Yeah. 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 And you could probably get like different uh, uh, businesses to, to sponsor, you know, each uh, each table or something or, you know, whatever they call the. Yeah. Well, maybe we could get one of these uh, very famous Northwest coffee roasters, man, that even. LeGrand Coffee was after over there in, in our local Northwest Bellissimo coffee uh, yeah. trainers and educators. That's where they send all the, the baristas around here, too, mm. to get yeah. trained. Yeah. Up. That's interesting. That's super interesting. Yeah, that, and that was cool. I love that. I love how he just, like, coffee seems like a great idea. And, like, he can drink coffee. Yeah. And, uh, but he like, and then he just kind of dove into it, you know, and uh, he's never really had coffee. Right, <laughs> he wasn't yeah. a coffee drinker. Yeah. Well, yeah. He says yeah, he cool. it now, but that's, uh, that's why, that's why I had to ask him. I'm like, man, I saw that you don't, you didn't drink coffee before you started the coffee shop. Did you drink whiskey before you started the whiskey company? It's like, oh yeah. I it's like, I enjoyed some whiskey. Probably <laughs> when I was a kid. A lot of, a lot of people don't really understand about coffee because especially around here because you know we're kind of at the the epicenter of coffee and especially like trendy coffee mm -hmm. but when you go other places it's not as as known um and so you know it, it doesn't seem like you is something that you could just do but when there's no one else doing it where you're from it's, it's a pretty cool opportunity to to grab by the horns yeah yeah I feel, and those are two things like whiskey and coffee are two things that I feel like are really. Well, let's just call it what it is. What? Genius. No, it's hipster. 
Well, no, it's genius. I think <laughs> I don't even know about that, man. I don't know about that. But well, I think uh, any any time of the day you got coffee or whiskey, and I think yeah. it's genius. You know, it's <laughs> so. true. No, it's but true, I think man. like there's yeah. like there's an art that goes into like making probably to like growing good coffee beans and like distilling good whiskey. Like these are it's not just. I mean, I don't know. It, it, well, you well, know, he, certain, like they're, they're, yeah, he went to Kentucky. The, he went to Kentucky to get the the, the distillery set up, right? right. Yeah. So, yeah, certainly yeah. with the coffee, there's, you know, many, uh, a lot of, it's kind of like the cannabis industry now. There's, you know, there's a lot of people that are just super geeky about it, man. And they take a lot of time and dissect everything about it. Yeah. But you know what I like about him? He's humble. Mm. You know, yeah. you know, he talks about having good support system relying on people and um you know because you know your disability doesn't always allow you to jump on problems right away so he has people that he trusts and uh you know he's building a he's building a, a good business and a, a good um foundation for other entrepreneurial um things that to, to come in the future with people like that right yeah I, yeah i really like the way you know how he talks about how it's it's such a team um atmosphere whatever like he he relies on so many people because obviously like just having a disability you're relying on so many people just to help you live your life let alone yeah run multiple businesses and you know be so involved and like the fact like he gets he calls i didn't even realize that you know he said he doesn't really like talk about it much but he actually calls the Rutgers football games as well, which is like that. How cool is that? You know, like yeah. the road games he just does from his house like that. That's amazing. And the fact that they sell his coffee at, um, you know, at the Prudential center, I think it was for the New Jersey devils that he won that contest. Like that's just, I mean, it's just hard work and, and yeah, I mean, and putting yourself out there, it's, 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 a, it's an amazing thing certainly i felt like anyway yeah it is yeah and then you know i also like the fact that his coach has become his friend it was a great story yeah i thought that was really cool too yeah and they well yeah to have somebody who's um you know has a the business experience that that he has that's a that's a pretty cool resource to have you know by your side absolutely yeah they uh you know and, and he talked like i saw the interview with his coach after he took the job at tampa bay i think and, and the coach's kids were still still little guys and uh he the coach was like you know the the first thing my kids said to me when when i told them we were going to be moving to tampa bay was like what about eric like what are, what are we gonna do about you know is eric coming with us basically and uh, i was just like that's so funny man like there's just like you know, it's a beautiful thing, like how, how, yeah, it's so sweet and uh, empathetic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I was excited about this interview. I'm, I'm definitely excited. I was, I was, uh, definitely not <laughs> holding back trying to talk Eric into sending me out some whiskey. So we'll see. I well, I think you wanted some catchphrases, maybe punch yeah. and roll. Punch and Roll Coffee Company. Punch and roll. <laughs> that is a good one. Ricardo, you're, yeah, you're, you're good like that too, Ricardo. 
Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, Ricardo's always got a, a name idea. That's for sure. Yeah. No, he calls no. on those regularly. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, you know, um, thank you again to, to Eric Legrand. Like, what a great guy. Hope everybody enjoyed the interview. Um, you know, happy birthday, B. I hope you had a good day. It sounds like you did. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week with a, another great guest. I got a couple irons in the fire. I know we're gonna. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick. We had a couple of people message us this week, on, or not mm. message us, but respond to uh, to some of our episodes. And like, you know, one person said that we were their top listened to podcast of of 2022, and then uh, another person said that that um, uh, responded to a, our interview with the paralysis assassin uh and said that that uh that interview really helped her through her um you know healing process there's like i you know i forget sometimes that people actually listen to the i i you know when we're on the microphones talking with each other it's you know you're you don't realize like how far reaching this thing is or could be and it's just it's so humbling to to get messages like that and hear from people and um, we really appreciate all of you listening and sharing the podcast with, with people either who have family members that are dealing with spinal cord injuries or, or with, with uh, just, yeah, with people who are dealing with spinal cord injuries themselves, whatever the case may be. And, you know, reach out to us, uh, you know, give us a shout if uh, there's anything, any, any information you need or any advice or whatever the case may be. We'd love to love to help and you know if anybody has any questions like we're or if they want to tell their story yeah absolutely yeah come on, yeah. Come on the show uh and and email us live to walk again at gmail.com uh we're we're out here so or yeah live to walk again on on instagram uh live to walk one on uh, the number one on uh twitter live to walk again on facebook all that stuff uh yeah let us know we'd love to love to answer any questions on the show um whatever we can do so until next week appreciate you guys uh coming on coming on with me here through zoom and uh yeah we'll uh we'll be back next week with another great guest please like rate, review share all that good stuff we appreciate you all yep sounds good be kind and be safe thanks jay thanks guys